prayer and then um, and then we'll go from there. So Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we thank you that we can just meet together, Lord, and we can just spend some time um, and just spend some time with you, pouring our praise out upon you and now we can just open your word together. <coughs> We give your word its rightful place, Lord. We give it authority in our hearts, Lord. And Holy Spirit, you're welcome here this afternoon afresh, like you already have been, but in a new way for each individual today, Lord. You're just welcome here to, to, to speak at each individual heart this, this afternoon, Lord, we pray. And Lord, we just thank you that we can freely come, freely hear from you. And, and Lord, we just worship you and praise you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's a real honour to be here this afternoon. Um, and if I, I start saying this morning, um, it seems like on a Sunday when you go to a few different places, the day sort of rolls into to one. So if I do say this morning, no, I actually mean this afternoon. Um, and it, it's great to be here. And so um, if you, who's enjoying the prayer series that we're doing? Like, I actually think it's really great. Like, um, it's, it's, you know, like we've discussed why I pray and then um, you had Annette who, who led you in that opportunity just to adore and spend adoration with, with him and then last week you had Ash who was talking about petitions and petitions being us putting forward those requests uh, to Jesus. Well today I get the, the to, to talk about intercession and um, and um, this morning I was feeling, or even last night as I was preparing, it was sort of like I was having this um, discussion in my in myself about two different things, and it was it was all it was relying on faith, but then it was also talking about um, inter- intercessory prayer. So today you'll have a meshing of two, um, and so by way of introduction, I just want to actually create that space where we allow the Holy Spirit to move in our hearts to increase our faith, um, because. Uh, I don't know about you, but I think about, um, well, I actually think each of us, have, we've got this, in our back pocket, we've got this prayer odometer, and dependent upon our level of faith, will determine if we actually think we can intercede for someone or a certain situation. So uh, by way of introduction, I actually want us to, to allow the Holy Spirit to enlarge our faith, and then through an enlarged faith, we will then be able to outwork intercessory prayer or that prayer where we pray for another's need. We, br- we bring forth another per- another person. It's like a, still a petition, but it's a petition for the point of somebody else. So it's that ability to 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 inter- intercede. So that that's my um that's my my sense this morning or this afternoon I should say um, is that with an enlarged faith we'll be able to pray those bold audacious prayers. And you see, intercessory prayer is praying for the needs of others. And um, and I believe praying for the needs of others is this unselfish expression of love. And you see, intercessory prayer actually reflects. God's own character or his desire for to pour out love and mercy upon upon another and God wants God want each God wants each of us to think like he does and um, and praying for others helps us to think beyond ourselves and actually grow in this area of compassion and 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 to actually um, allow ourselves to think and and, and breathe and, and and view others through through the eyes of Jesus and so this morning, uh, as we open up the topic, um, I, I want to allow the, the, the Holy Spirit to, to actually increase our faith and expectancy this morning. Because you see, in Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. And so by way of this verse, it's, it's actually saying that um, when, we, when we declare something for, for another, it's like if we're speaking something into your life, it's like we're actually creating this new reality for that person or we're creating a new reality for a community. We're creating a new reality by, by interceding for, for another. So, so by allowing us to increase our faith, we're actually going to allow us to, to, to actually build a bridge between our current reality and, and to where this hope or this desire or this, this outworking in our heart can actually, can actually come to pass and actually come to pass. And each of us, we've got our measure, a measure of faith. We've been given, in Hebrews 12, it talks about we've been given a measure of faith. And, and, and the measure, it's not about the measure of faith, but it's actually about we've each got faith. And, and through that faith, we're then able to, to, to outwork and, and be ones that intercede and, and pray and, and, and are able to believe for another, for whether that is for, for healing or for wholeness or for, for whatever it is that you're, you're going on or there's a situation happening in your community, you can intercede and believe and speak forth a new reality because even if the faith is as small as a mustard seed, it actually talks about say to that mountain move and that mountain must move. So it's not about the measure of faith. It's the just having that faith. And, 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 and even as Annette said today, even if you do feel tired, your, your, your tiredness or, or whatever it is, there's still a measure of faith that we've been given and we've all got faith that we can believe and we can, we can uh, speak forth a new reality for, 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 for your friend or your neighbour or a co-worker or a community or a group that you're just believing for. And so um, this morning I actually want to look at two stories, two, two incredible stories and two miracles that Jesus does. And he does them on the back of someone interceding for another. And then as we look at these two miracles, I want to come and bring a few elements, three or four elements together and, and actually talk about where the, these elements and, and by discussing these elements will actually enlarge firstly your faith inside each of you and then due to your enlarged faith, you'd be in a position where you could pray those bold and audacious intercessory prayers. So if you've got your Bibles, how about we open to Matthew 8. We're going to start in Matthew 8 and verse 5. And it says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. You see, like Jesus has got this response straight away. Is that he says to, it says to this centurion, you know, I'll come to your house and I'll, I will heal this, this servant who will be made whole. This, this situation will be rectified. Jesus immediately responds, I'm going to come and heal them. But then the centurion, he answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. You see, I'm also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And he goes in, He goes into another come and he comes and my servants do this and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who follow, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And then Jesus said to the centurion, go on your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed from that same hour. It's an incredible miracle. 
An incredible miracle where someone has gone and stood in the gap for another to bring wholeness, to bring restoration to another. And then if we skip over to Matthew 15, another great miracle. We'll start at verse 22 and it says, Behold a woman of Canaan. It came for that region and cried out to Jesus saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. You see, I was, as I was looking at these two passages, you know, Jesus responded immediately in the other. And in this one, he didn't say a word. You see, the centurion speaks and Jesus responds immediately. He says, I'll come to your house and I'll, I'll heal whatever it is. Whereas in this situation, we've, we've got this mum, she comes with the same desperation. But Jesus does not say a word. You see, he answered her, not a word. And there's part of me that says, you can't do that, Jesus. You, you, you have to at least reply. It's like, you know, when you take your young children and, and then they're in the mall and they see someone you know and that person says, hello, how are you? And it's sort of like you give them that grace period where you need to respond. But then there becomes part of you where it's like, this is now rude. And you give them that, you need to say hello. You know, it's sort of like, I imagine it being like that where, where this person's spoken and, and Jesus hasn't responded. And it's sort of like, for me, I'm looking at it going, come on, Jesus, respond. How rude of you. How rude of you. You know, you could at least reply. But see, there's one thing I know about Jesus is he's, he's better than me. He knows everything. You know, that's stating the obvious. He's mindful of us. And where this story doesn't seem fair or right, you know, it's almost like, come on. It's probably Jesus, you know, like, oh, you just sit there and go, Come, just respond. You know, we, is this lady is, he doesn't even say a word. But what I do know is he, he is that, that, you know, like, even though he doesn't actually answer, he actually knows everything that's going on inside this lady's heart. And he knows that she is persistent. She's going to be persistent. And he, he knows that he's, she's not going to let it go until she gets that miracle for the little girl. And so there's something, there's one, one of my points is, it's the, is a little teaser here, is this, there's something about this where you and I, we need to have this heart or this heart of courage or this heart of persistence to keep coming back. You know, like, because I don't know about you, there's things that I've prayed for and there hasn't been a, an answer straight away. But he, he, you need to be one that keeps coming get back, back and keep persisting, keep pressing in, keep praying. Because what I do know about God is that even though that he might be silent at different times, there will be a time where he will speak. And at just the appointed time, he's going to, to speak. But even if there's silence, I've found that God has continued to grow and he'll continue to grow you, you and your inner person. And so he answered her not a word. And the disciples said, send her away. And Jesus said to her, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then she came and she, she worshipped him. You know, you covered that, that topic of that adoration. You know, and she just worshipped him. And she's going beyond just, just an ask. And now she positions her heart in this, this posture of adoration saying, Lord, help me. And he answered to her and said, it's not good to take children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And Jesus answers her and says, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be as you desire and your daughter was healed from that very hour. 
You see two totally different stories, two totally different miracles. But there's four common elements that are both found in these miracles that that Jesus, uh, these miracles of Jesus that relate in and around intercessory prayer that I want to have a quick discussion on this morning. And I pray as we unpack each point is that you'd be empowered to intercede on behalf of your friend, on behalf of your neighbour or your, your co-worker or your community or, or whatever it is that God God's placing on your heart. God's placing on your heart. You see, the first column, common element I see in these two accounts and stories is that they were both both were with the two people. They came and they made a request to Jesus. They made a request to Jesus on behalf of somebody else. And I pray that you and I would never stop bringing our request to Jesus on behalf of another. And 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 I know about this is is um, God. He is all knowing, and He can do anything at any time. Like. But more often than not, in my experience anyway, like God could, that situation that you're going to intervene for, God could change that in a moment. He could do anything at any given moment. But one thing that I do know about is he loves being in partnership with you and I, in working in collaboration with you and I. And so would we never be ones that stop bringing forward our petitions on behalf of another into the presence of God? You see, God moves upon you and I and in our relationship with him is that uh, as our faith is increased, we, we, we grow a heart and a, and a heart is filled of compassion for another and we bring those requests to him. But see, James chapter 4 verse 2, it says, You have not because you ask not. You see, and I get this picture that God has so many things waiting for us, but we're not asking for the right things. So would we be ones that would, would, would not have a, uh, a misconstrued or just not ask or not even put forward the request on behalf of another? Would we be ones that keep asking? Like the common thread is they both went forward and, and put forward a petition on behalf of another. Would we be ones that, that continually do that? Would we be ones that... Uh, uh, Keep making our request to God. And I pray that we would never stop bringing our request to God. You see, and maybe you've prayed for that situation a thousand times. Can I encourage you to pray again? Maybe you've prayed for that friend or that family member or you've been interceding for a loved one to find Jesus for a long, long time. Keep being persistent. You see, I love this mum. Even though it seems rude, the dialogue, she kept coming back. She kept positioning her heart in a place where even if you're not speaking to me, I'm going to worship you. Even though it hasn't come to pass, I'm going to pour my adoration upon you. I'm going to bring this request to you. And so for you and I, would we always be ones that bring our requests on behalf of another? Just keep bringing them back into the, the presence of Jesus. And talking about intercessory prayer, this point, second point, is, is stating the obvious. But the second common element I find in these two miracles is that one requiring the miracle was not present. You see, the servant wasn't there and the demon-possessed daughter was not there. But that yet there were others that would come on behalf of the ones they loved into the presence of Jesus and would say, bring forth the, the, the miracle and, and speak forth that which wasn't as though it, it was. You know, and in the Bible, these can be referred to as non-contact miracles. 
And I love the centurion where he says, Hey, Jesus, you know, like, you don't need to come back to my home. You just need to say a word. You just need to speak a word. And both of these miracles, the common element is they just needed Jesus to say a word. They just needed Jesus to speak a, power, a word because there's such power in the word. And I pray that you, you and I would be ones that would be in the word and we would allow the word to wash over us continually. And if there's something powerful about being in the word, you see the centurion said, you just need to speak a word. You see, your word is truth. Your word is life-giving. It's restoring in our lives. I just need you to speak a word. Speak a word. Would be ones that would step in the gap for another. You see, and the people that weren't even in the presence of Jesus is that Jesus spoke a word and, and that situation changed immediately. You see, would you and I, would we put our trust and our dependence upon the word of God? Would you be in the word and just allow the word to speak in you so you can be then in a position to speak the word unto another? The third thing that I found that was a common element in these two accounts of these miracles is that they, each person, they, they pray for another from a heart that has deep feeling and sincerity. And there's something significant when we allow our hearts to be so filled with compassion, so filled with faith, that we step into the gap and pray for another's needs. You see, would you and I, would we allow our hearts to be, to be moved and would we allow them to be moved so much that it requires us to actually do something, to intercede and speak forth and, and pray for a situation, a family member, a loved one, a, a, a co-worker? Would you and I not allow our own individual mindsets? Would you and I not allow our, our own history or I've done it this way, or I've done this, or would, you, would we not allow our thinking get in the way of allowing us to be the catalyst for change through our intercessory prayer? Would you and I position ourselves in a position of compassion and faith to see God do the impossible? Because I don't know about you, but there's different times, you know, like um, where I can look at someone and I actually need God to, to move on my heart. And move in a way that allows me to be filled with compassion, filled with love, and, and filled with, because my I can be clouded at times, and be filled with love, and then through that enlargement in my own faith, and in, in the enlargement of compassion that can only come through him, that I can speak forth into a season of someone else's life, or so forth, would be ones that do that. And the fourth and final column, common element that I want to camp here for a little, bit, a little bit, and this is probably the gist of my whole message when we're talking about intercessory prayer, because I don't, I don't want um, me to come out here and I could go, the intercessory prayer is, and we can, uh, I, I don't want it to be a, a, like a, a webinar or a, a session where we, we give you a bunch of facts. I want this to be, practical and by actually for me I actually think by by camping a little bit on point four actually allows us to 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 intercede to a greater level for other people, other communities, other groups of people. And and, and this is my thought is that um 
They both, in, in both of these miracles, is they both believed in a great Jesus. And I, and I consider this thought about the centurion and the mum, is, you know, they didn't bring their request to Jesus based upon themselves. They didn't say, you know, if I go and do this, this is what's going to happen, and I know this and this. And no, they didn't do that. No, they interceded based upon what they knew about him. And they knew him to be a miracle worker. And, and so often, you know, and I, I've mentioned this briefly, but so often we can walk around and we can have this prayer meter in our back pocket. And if you're like me, you may have one as well. And then your, your prayer meter will determine what I'm able to pray for. And when I'm saying prayer this morning, I'm actually talking about interceding for another. And so your, your prayer meter will actually determine what you're able to pray for. And, and sometimes this can be based upon the amount of faith that you've got. Sometimes this can be based upon your own experience, your own history, and, 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 and so forth. You, you go, oh. I remember in Narendra we got, um, we got asked to go and pray for a, for a lady last week. It's like, come out to, like Trev, the senior pastor of our church, he gave me a ring and said, hey, you got some time, we need to go and pray for this person, she's going to get some test results. And he was, he was giving me a little bit of information about who we were going to pray for. And I sat there going, no, 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 that's, not, that's not my level of expertise. You know, like, um, I can't go there and pray for that person. You know, like, Trev, I can believe with you. And I'll encourage you to go, but, but, but you know, my prayer meter in my back pocket was saying, this is out of your expertise level. This is beyond you. You know, and, and, um, and, and if you're like me, maybe you can have that sort of dialogue going on between your ears sometimes. You know, I can pray for this situation, you know, because I only need a little bit of faith to pray for that. But you need a huge bit of faith to pray for someone to be healed from this or, you know, like a, you've got a friend who may have a, a situation, you're going, you need to have a huge bit of faith to actually pray for, intercede and believe for that. But, but who knows that sometimes our internal dialogue doesn't match up to, to the actual words that are found in the Bible and, and then that we should be guiding our, our life by. So this morning, my actual prayer is that your prayer meter will actually have a factory reset. Because who knows when we give our phone a factory reset, it's working in, in the original intended purpose. And each of us, every now and then, we need a factory reset so that we can work in the original intended purpose that, that is only found in, um, in, in, in relationship and in communion with, with the Heavenly Father. So would you allow God to actually give you a factory reset on that prayer meter that we've each got? And would you allow him to actually... Restore it to the position where you can outwork your God-given purpose and destiny. And one way that I think we can, we can make that actually work is, is we can just sit in his presence and just once again be reflected upon the bigness of Jesus. When we're stepping in to, to a situation and believing for another, it's not based upon me, it's not dependent upon me, the actual... It's dependent upon the bigness of God. And you know, God, God's mercy and God's love and God's grace and God's, uh, God's, God's desire for each of us to be whole and full 
far outweighs what we can only do. And I know at times I've overcomplicated prayer. I've overcomplicated things, but the reality is in every situation when I'm confident in the greatness and, and the goodness and the splendor and the majesty of Jesus, you know, I can pray for anything. You see, you and I, we just need to see a bigger Jesus. We just need to see a bigger Jesus. And I love the encounter in, in, in Matthew 16 where Jesus has this encounter with his disciples. He asks this question, he says, who, who does the crowd, who does the world say that I am? You know, and they come back with all of these opinions and all of these voices and all of these uh, these things that they just say that they've heard of, of who he is. And they say things like, yeah, he's John the Baptist, he's Elijah, he's, he's one of the, the prophets. And they come back with, with all of these incredible people. But none of those people match Jesus in his greatness. And then Jesus goes to another level and he comes back and he asks, this question. And I'm sure he, he continues to ask each and every one of us the same question. It actually says, who do you say that I am? And I want to finish with this this morning, or this afternoon, I should say. Who is Jesus to you? Who is he to you? You know, who is Jesus to you? How big is he? How great is he? How 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 large is he? You know, like I remember a few years ago there was this, um, oh, it's like a two-minute video and it was talking about Jesus and it used all of these words and it's saying he's great, he's awesome, he's, he's indescribable and it's doing all of these things and he, he gets to the end of it and it still hasn't scratched the surface of who Jesus is, how great he is, how wonderful he is. And this morning... If we are to be ones that pray bold, audacious, intercessory prayers, we just need to have a new revelation, a fresh revelation of how big Jesus is. Because I don't know about you, I know in my circle of friends there's people that are hurting, there's people that are broken, there's people who need Jesus. And, um, and, and they, they need people to step in the gap for them. And the moment that when... We just sit and reflect and spend time. And that's what I liked about the worship this morning, this afternoon. We're getting there, aren't we? We'll be closing up and I'll finally have it. The, the worship this afternoon was a, a great opportunity for us to just allow the Holy Spirit to wash over us and remind us of how big he is, how great he is, and how much he desires for each of us, not just us, Everyone to be in relationship and to be whole, to be full. You know, and when we have a new revelation of the bigness of Jesus, we're then able to be ones that, that actually intercede. Can I encourage you this week? When you go to your small groups, you're going to see, hear some things about different people who have stepped in the gap for others. But can I encourage you to spend some time this week, just put some music on, some worship music on and just reflect upon the bigness, the greatness of Jesus. And as you do, I'm really believing the Holy Spirit will speak into your heart, speak into your life, will enlarge your faith and you can declare and speak forth a new reality 
as though it is, you know, a new reality as though it is for your community, for the community of Kuleman, for your family, for your loved ones. You know, some of us have got loved ones that we believe, my family member, you're believing that they'll be, they'll find, be in relationship with Jesus. Would you spend some time just in worship and allow God's, allow God, let the, the Holy Spirit to wash over you and just be reminded of how big he is. And even in his, in his bigness, you'll be reminded that he cares about you and he cares about that person. And then speak forth once we're reminded of the bigness of him. Speak forth the new reality. Would we intercede? Would we, would we declare? Would we, would we step in the gap? And would we be like this mum? Be persistent. Be persistent. Never give up. Never give up. You know, declare it. And declare it again. And be reminded of his bigness. Because for me, when I'm reminded of his bigness, when I'm reminded of his greatness, when I'm reminded it's not dependent upon me and what I've done, it's just dependent upon him and who he is and the character of him, I can pray for anything because it's dependent upon his character, not upon me. I can declare who he is. I can declare what he says about that's in that situation because it's dependent upon his character. So it would be ones this week that just allow the bigness, the greatness, be reminded of his character, of who he is, who he actually is. You know, and that's why I say, who, who, who is he to you? And if you need to, get in the word. You know, there's, there's, this, there's these incredible I am statements in the Bible. I'm the bread of the life. I'm, I'm, I'm the bread of life. You know, and they talk about who he is, but he's so much more than just that. Would we be one? I'm the door would be one that just reflect upon who he is this week. Because when we come to that spot where we are reminded of his bigness, how great he is, we can be ones that would step in the gap for another. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you this afternoon that you're here. I thank you that you are real, you're living, you're breathing, you're big, and you're in your merciful splendour. You want relationship and, and partnership with us, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that we can step in the gap for situations, for family members, for loved ones, for co-workers, for, 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 for anything. We can step in the gap. And we can speak life into that gap. And we can speak truth. We can speak wholeness into a situation because we know that it's not dependent upon us. It's all dependent upon the bigness of you. It's all dependent upon the character of you. You're so trustworthy. We thank you that you invite us into relationship with you. And Lord, would you encourage each of us to be like that mum. Steps in the gap. It's persistent. Doesn't give up. Constantly comes back to you and just says, you're wonderful. We just love you, Jesus. And through our devotion to you, it compels us. It fills our heart for compassion to see the world through your eyes. We thank you this afternoon, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, it's so true, isn't it? Our... Our faith is only limited by how big a picture of Jesus we see, isn't it? And um, 
Um, just keep looking to Jesus. It really seems to be the thing we say every week, isn't it? Just fix your eyes on Jesus. <laughs> Funny that. That's kind of what our life is all about, isn't it? Hey, just fix your eyes on Jesus. Um, but I think it is helpful to just be aware that, yeah, often it is just our our perception of, oh, I don't have enough faith that stops us from praying for people, you know. Don't let that stop you, you know. Just just look at Jesus. Um and I think, you know, when you have a heart for people and a compassion for people that, you know, God will give you that heart and compassion if you don't, if you don't naturally have it. But, but that's what fuels our, our intercession for others, isn't it? Just a love for them. And even yesterday, you know, there was someone that I'd bumped into somewhere and, um, and then that night as I was cooking dinner, I was just overcome with this, this overwhelming sense of compassion for them. And it was unusual because I don't know this person well enough to, naturally have that do you know do you know what I mean it was just this love and compassion that just seemed to all of a sudden come from nowhere and and it was from God you know just putting this person on my heart just to pray for this particular person and so he'll, he'll do that for you too with people when someone pops into your head and you just feel this sense of love for them you know that's God speaking to you take that and, and pray for them um, we've got here our um, our prayer care and support card so you would have possibly have seen these in the past and um, these have our special uh, dedicated prayer line phone number on the back and so the idea with these is um, you can take them for, for yourself to remind you that when there are prayer needs that you have you can text them through to this number and we'll get our prayer team praying or you can take some and keep them in your handbag or in your car or somewhere and when you bump into someone down the street or um, in the community and and they've got stuff going on you can give them one of these cards and say hey you know what our, our church would love to pray for you. Just just give us a text, you know, or can I get my church to pray for you and, and you can um, give us the, the, the details on their behalf because we want to be a church that, that plays a significant intercessory prayer role in this community. So doesn't this community need it, hey, like any community? All right. Um, if you have a heart to be on that prayer team, I'd love to have more people on that prayer team. So... Um, take some of these cards with you and if you aren't yet on, on the prayer team and you want to be on that prayer team just text this number it's not my personal phone it's another phone I have for this re this purpose text your name and number and, and let me know you want to be on it just make sure you stick your, your name with it because it won't have I won't have your number in that phone okay um, and I'll add you to the uh, the, the prayer the prayer group um, and then just quickly, finally, don't forget we've got our, our, small, our small groups, our growth groups that are meeting each week on a Tuesday in Gan Main at Hillary's, uh, Tuesday at Beck's house, and then the Zoom group for anyone who needs a Zoom group as well. And Zoom group rocks, doesn't it, Elaine? Yeah. And Emily too. Yeah, yeah. There's a few of us on the Zoom group, okay? Um, so don't forget those. It's not too late to jump in on one of those. You, you know, it's never too late to join one of those. So if you want to be part of one of those, please get along to, to that. Um, if you've missed any of the sessions or you just want to catch up on them or, or see what on earth it is that we're doing, they are brilliant video sessions. We've got a dedicated Facebook group that I'm posting all of those and other bits and pieces on. So if you want to be added to that, let me know and I'll invite you to it and we can pop you in that, um, that Facebook growth group as well. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. We'll, um, we'll go and have a cuppa now. Yeah. <laughs>